episode 51. It's a much more somber 51 today. We'll get into that. But I first wanted to address and welcome my co-hosts, plural today. As always, my man in Amsterdam, actually Minneapolis, it's the Shoop Dog. <clears throat> oh, a spin, a, a sit and spin. That's a beautiful move, Shoop. Nice work. And uh, as people who are watching video can see, we are joined by a third host today. It's my man, AK, in the house. What do we got? Was that uh, Cypress Hill? Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. A to the MF and K. AK, welcome to the pod. You've been on before. Go ahead. Thank you. Yes, episode 23 and pop-up episode 5. What is it? 50.5. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Yep. Sweet. So you've only been on episode 23 and then our last little short that we did? Yeah, yeah. I'm very selective. I'm very selective when I make my appearances. I'm trying not to make the uh, audience. <laughs> I'm trying not to make your ratings drop and plummet by me being on too much. Well, I thought you were on more than that. But um, your video for me is really grainy. Um, hopefully you're hardwired in, but we'll see. We'll wait and see what the final product looks like. Mm, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Shoop, what do you okay. got? I got AK loud and clear, and at times during the recording, it does look grainy, and then when it's the final product, we're Gucci, so I wouldn't sweat it. All right. Well, let's move into episode 51. Uh, as I said, it's not a great feeling. I certainly was a, I was bouncing off the walls in the little short that we did. We missed you, Shoop, when we did AK's and I's little short. I'm not even sure if you watched it. But we were just talking about the Eagles game, essentially. Um, really bad weekend of football for the three hosts in front of you. Um, it was a great Saturday, uh, but then it turned out to not be such a good Sunday for any of us. Uh, and Monday, really, um, as well. I think, uh, yeah, both of our games, Shoop and I's and AK's uh, games happened on Sunday or on Monday. So... I don't quite know where to start. I think maybe we can put that on hold for just a second and tease talking about those things and knock out business first. Do you guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah. business first. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of um, of numbers, but I did have a couple of 51 in sports and a couple of tea dishes, so we'll, we'll just kind of crank those out really quick. We'll say hi to Shoop's pussy, and then we'll move on a little bit. <laughs> further um so 51 in sports i looked up i started with phillies and of course the the name that popped out to me was carlos ruiz and he's absolutely essential to this podcast he was part of um the only phillies world series title that i remember the other one was 1980 so i was three uh carlos ruiz a real special player great um, just a great general back there behind the plate and shout out to Carlos Ruiz. I will, uh, stop there because I'm so depressed and I don't want to talk about Philly sports right now, but, uh, you guys got another 51. I think I have one more. 
Dude, 51 is loaded. 51 is one of the greatest sports numbers in the history of sports numbers. Okay, I'm glad to hear you say that because I was so low on it. Uh, I'm happy to hear that you're going to pick up the slack here. So what do you got? I'm going to defer to AK because 51 is loaded. And so I'll let him start and then I'll clean it up. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Shoop. Uh, yeah, I have a couple. So I also have uh, Ruiz on my list. Um, actually, I have I have four total. And they all have some Philly um, relation to them. So Cam Jurgens, current, yeah, current eagle, uh, yep. guard, current eagle. And who um, knows, he might have a much bigger role in our offense moving forward. But we digress. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, William Thomas, linebacker from the nineties. Yes. Uh, and I think I have his autograph actually. And then, um, and then uh, I, Bo, Boban, Boban, how do you say his name? Yeah, Super- I had him down too. Toby and Boby. Yeah. yeah, he played 51 just for one season, I think, with yeah. the Sixers. But he was awesome. 2019. So that's yeah. that's it. That's it. Uh, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll let Shoop take it away. Yeah, Shoop's, Shoop's uh, he's got, it sounds like he's got a full magazine. Let it ride, Shoop. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm loaded. And number one on the list, uh, if you remember last week, number one and my only, number 50, uh, Mike Singletary. And we're going to stick right there in Soldier Field. Number one on the all-time number 51 list, Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus, yeah. Dick Butkus. It's a very gay name for a very non-gay man. I mean, you can't get further away from being gay than Dick Butkus, right? I know, but it's a very sus name, as the kids are saying. Uh, I think he should have went by Rich or Richie. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, he played for the Bears from 65 to 73. Uh, Hall of Famer, 1979. No no, uh, no surprise there. Eight-time yeah. uh, Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro guy. Um, he's Recently passed. passed away, yeah. 80 years old, Dick Butkus. Just, just passed. Um, okay. Was it this year or last, shoot? What? I mean, I think it was just 2023 that he died. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. recent. It yeah. was actually during this last season. And yeah. I think the Bears got a W. Um, yeah. How about this one? Southpaw Randy Johnson. Shout out Seattle, Seattle Mariners. Uh, wait, wait. Also- before, you, before you move on, one of the greatest videos ever, right? Have we talked about this on the pod where it's a when spring training the- game? Yeah. And he and he's on the mound. He's just this big, tall, lanky, fucking dominating force. And he comes in with a fastball that's pretty much halfway between the mound and first base because of his lanky arms. And at the exact same time, a bird's flying, and his fastball just literally takes the thing out, just disintegrates it in midair. And everybody's yeah. just like, uh, I have never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything since. I will uh, put it on our Instagram for the peeps that want to see it. So check that out. But yeah, big number um, 51, lefty Randy Johnson. Uh, what's his nickname? Bonus trivia. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Is it the big unit? Yeah. Yes. What a great nickname. Um, <laughs> listen to this. 10-time All-Star, 5-time Cy Young. Uh, award winner and World Series MVP and champion in 2001 with the Arizona D-backs. That's correct. All right. Another 51. Uh, shout out Seattle Mariners again. Ichiro Suzuki, baby. So 
I'm really glad you brought him up. I mean, I, it's not my job to do the non-51, so I was going to throw him out there. I, I handle the Philly. AK obviously handled some Philly. And you're kind of our rest of the league in sports. And so I'm glad because Ichiro really is probably my my most favorite non-Philly of all time. And he's, you know, to be honest, he's he's a, he's above a lot of Phillies because I just love this five-tool player. I loved his style. I saw him live. I actually was at the game where he set the single season hits record. Um, I was like four rows behind home plate in this special awesome seat. Somebody had known that I was a baseball and Ichiro fan and they hooked me up with tickets. Um, so huge Ichiro fan, really underappreciated athlete as far as I'm concerned. And thanks for bringing him up, Shoot. What do you got to say about him? Did you see the viral video of him last week? He was uh, he was in no. Japan at like, uh, high school or something like that, and uh, he hit a 426 foot bomb that knocked a window out of the school, and he's 50 <laughs> years old. Yeah, he's an that's athlete. Also, that's also uh, Instagram worthy if we can find that clip. But okay. in 2001, Ichiro Suzuki in 2001 was both the AL. Rookie of the year and the AL MVP. I would yeah. like to know uh, who's done that before and after. I uh, that's that's a very impressive stat. Um, I agree. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to shoot you out. AK, you got anything on Ichiro? No. <laughs> uh, so there's one more that I'll mention because, again, this is a great one, and he's on the mound, number 51, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, he used to come onto the field to Metallica's inner Sandman. He kind of embodied that, um, Shut you it know, not-inning closer, like, mm -hmm. scary, like, intimidation factor. He uh, was a seven-time All-Star. He's, uh, he's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And he ended his career, a 17-year career, with 601 saves. Yeah, and probably, you know, fewer than 50 blown saves. Uh, really, really effective closer. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't just go over these names real quick to honor number 51. Sounds uh, good. Uh, I'm not going to do anything other than say their names, but... Okay. Um, Sam Mills, Ken Norton Jr., and Bernie Williams. I mean, the number 51 is stacked. I actually want to focus on that. So, first of all, Sammy Mills was part of that four-linebacker juggernaut in New Orleans, right? Do you know the other guys' names? Don't look it up. Uh, Ricky Jackson, Pat Swilling, and... I know who you're forgetting. He's the hardest one. Um, Roman v... Pfeiffer? No, VJ. Vance Johnson. Vaughn. Vaughn Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vance Johnson, I think, played for the Cardinals. And I remember those names because I tech mobile the shit out of that team, and I just went through and used a different guy. Like, like I would play four different seasons and just play Swilling all 16 games, Johnson all 16 games, Jackson all 16 games, and Mills all 16 games. Like, I, I, I love those guys. Yeah, you know, they didn't they they could never get past the 49ers and the Rams and some other really good NFC teams. Well, they had Bobby Abear back there. Yeah, Bobby Abear. Yeah. So, uh, okay, and then 
Michaels, he died at 45. Um, yeah. Five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. Yeah. was a three-time Pro Bowler. He's still alive. He's 57 years old. Um, and then Bernie Johnson, I, you said. His stats aren't that impressive, honestly. Three-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro. But, um, you know, he was a Super Bowl champ. Uh, maybe not, actually. I don't see that he was a Super Bowl champ. I don't That's know. Not- uh, and Ken Norton Sr., of course. They call him the jawbreaker. He knocked out uh, Muhammad Ali. Kismet, great job. You're bringing him up. I got some Ali stuff later in the episode, actually coming up right up here. Um, and then Bernie Johnson, I don't really – or Bernie, Bernie um, Williams. I don't have much to say about Bernie Williams. He's a fucking Yankee. Fuck him. Dude, Willie McGee on here as well. I'm telling you, we could go part 251. Well, I love it, Shoop, because I was really weak in the 51. So you've definitely filled out some segment here, and I appreciate it. And everybody you've brought up is absolutely pod worthy. AK, you see the kind of prep that my co-host does? What you got for me here? Uh, no, well, I'm just glad Shoop has the tough job of covering the entire landscape of sports. Outside yeah, it's not of, really fair, is it? <laughs> uh, there's a couple zip codes. Um, I have nothing. I have nothing. You know, I've meant to, I only saw, I only, I didn't look for non-Philly, to be honest with you. So yeah. I'm, I'm not as prepared as I was the last podcast. That's you, all right. You, it, number 23. But anyway, yeah, good, your, good job, Shoop. Your segment's coming up. What do you got? Are, uh, do you want to put a cap on that, Shoop Dog? I'm done with 51s. Thank you it very was, much. It was a great um, preparation and a great, lots of great names you came with. Let's move to T-Dish. This day in sports history. Again, I'm light. I've got a couple of things. Go ahead, AK. Uh, I, I didn't like T-Dish today. I wasn't, nothing, you know, blew me away. But what jumped out at me, because I did remember it when it happened, was the fumble in 1988, AFC Championship. Um, Browns versus yeah. Uh, Denver. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was an awesome game, back and forth. And um, Cleveland had it; they seemingly had it. I think it was Biner, Byron Biner, Biner, yeah, Ernest Biner uh, fumbled. Yeah, and there's some confusion because I think the fumble is different than the drive. Yeah. And I think we had the drive last week, but yeah. uh, it wasn't the same game. So the, nope. the yeah, right. So. It, um, Denver just got the ball during the drive. They got the ball down at their seven or eight or whatever it was and then took it all away. But this game, it was like Cleveland was going to go in and win the game, and then they fumbled, and yeah. So, um, yeah, I it's saw a lot funny. of football. Go ahead, Shoot. Oh, it's funny. Back-to-back T-Dish, it's playoff games between Elway and Kozar. Yeah. And last week, I admittingly crossed up the fumble and the drive. So thanks for cleaning that up, cleaning that up AK. Good on you. And you're certainly not uh, the only one here uh, not immune to mistakes. Boy, that didn't come out right. Anyhow, uh, yeah, great. Uh, That's for me, that's one of the golden eras of pro football and those teams and Elway and Montana and Marino. And uh, obviously it's like my first exposure to the league. And so it's always going to have a special place in my heart. But um, just, I still enjoy watching those old games on YouTube. I'm such a nerd. And, and it's funny how they like, you know, that, you know, not, not to minimize it, but the drive and, and, the, and the fumble, all that stuff, like, you know, they, they like to name these things back then. 
And yeah. then, you know, this stuff happens it's all the time now. They don't live in, 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 you know, legacy and history with this fancy name. We just watch yeah. the game and go on. It was a younger league, so there was fewer incidents to name. And, yeah. Let's have some fun with that. We've got the drive, the fumble, the catch, which is, you know that one. Dwight yeah. Clark. Yeah. How about the butt fumble? You know that, right? That's newer. Yeah, what is that? Remind me, what is that? That was Mark, Mark Sanchez as a jet. He ran into his own dude. Uh, I mean, they have a couple. So the miracle. Yep. Well, all the Eagles miracles at Meadowlands. And then the Music City miracle, like Shoop just said. Um, Of course, I'm going way back. What? I said Minneapolis miracle with uh, Stephon Diggs when they were oh, playing right. the Right, there's the Minneapolis Miracle and the Music City Miracle. Sometimes when we both speak, I can't hear you, Shoop, so um, I'll try to do a better job the, of shutting the up. The Minneapolis up. one, the, the, that was uh, that tea dish was yesterday. I saw that. The 16th, wow. by the way. Because that, that was two thousand. That was the Eagles Super Bowl year, right? So that was 2017 S- season. Yeah, 18 years. So I was going to ask Shoop, who did Minnesota lose to the following week after the Minneapolis Miracle? The Eagles, like 44-7. 38-7, but we digress. Um, Okay, any other tea dishes? I got a couple. Yeah, I got one. You guys go ahead and start it off. Well, my tea dishes are actually just births. Um, I have 1942, the birth of Muhammad Ali. Now, don't say anything else because I've implemented him a little bit later today, but absolute legendary heavyweight champ literally the golden era of boxing the greatest muhammad ali i am the greatest yeah he yeah he was right. i agree. i agree i agree i mean we talked we've talked about tyson in the past uh i i say ali beats tyson in tyson's prime uh tyson wasn't a, a boxer a real boxer you know, as much as I like, want to just snap agree with you, in Tyson's absolute prime, even though he was fighting chumps, he had a really good defensive mindset. Like, obviously, everybody is blown away by his aggressiveness and his pa- punching power. But if you watch them fights and his head movement and his bobbing, like, motherfucker was hard to pinpoint so I would really, really pay lots of money, things falling off of me, to watch those two guys go at it in their prime. And, you know, obviously we'll never see that. But uh, yeah. let's move on. Uh, we can't shoot. see you. I, ca- I can't see you, Pet Shot. Are you, can you see him, Shoot? Yeah, I see him. Okay. Thank, thank you. Oh, there you are. You're back. <laughs> Not that it matters if I could see you. Well, um, you need to you need to look at a handsome face. I can't leave you on the pod just and you're stuck uh, with that thing over down in Minneapolis. I uh, well, Shoop looks just fine to me. Now that I'm allowed to talk to him. I wasn't allowed to talk to Shoop in the beginning of the I have lots to say to Shoop. All right. We'll, pod, we'll get there. We'll get there. What um, tea dish? Let's but, finish it off. Well, I can I just add sorry, the um I I I think kind of what it's 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 these these cross-generational competitive scenarios are kind of unfair also because Tyson had zero competition. Yeah. Right. Like even during his prime. So like, I think he would, let's just say that he did, he would lose. Like, I think if if there was more 
Ali, even someone close to Ali, like like that he had to compete and, and train for, he would be better suited to fight Ali in, in those situations. But one hundred percent that that at least part of, if not half of or more of Ali's legacy is the fact that there was Joe Frazier and George Foreman around during the same time. So you're absolutely right. Tyson fought chumps every month on HBO. Shoot, what's your next tea dish? Uh, on this day, 1999, let's call it the Minneapolis meltdown. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Vikings 30-27 to in overtime. That was the NFC Championship game. Of course, the uh, Falcons went on to lose to John Elway and the Denver Broncos. But uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the greatest statistical uh, Viking teams in history with the likes of Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, um, um, Robert Smith. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the one where Gary Anderson missed a kick and he hadn't missed a kick in like 39 years or something crazy. <laughs> the I, miss, the classic, the miss. The miss, there you go. I don't re- I, quite remember that. Is that the uh, Dirty Birds that went? Was that Deion yep. Sanders? And stuff? Okay. So yeah. um, I don't quite remember that, but good pull, Shoop Dog. Don't think Dion was there. You're Jamal Anderson, Chris Chandler, Andre Bad Moon Rising. Um, uh, Dion wasn't on that team. Ninety nine. I don't think so. He could have been. Oh, Ninety nine. Yeah, it's a bit later. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, um, also, on this day in sports, two thousand twelve, a guy by the name of LeBron James becomes the youngest player. In NBA history to record 20,000 points uh, during the Heat's 92-75 to 75 win over the uh, Golden State Warriors. LeBron James was 28 years and 17 days old. Uh, previous um, record holder was Kobe Bryant at 29 years and 120. So Co- Kobe was essentially 29, almost 30, and LeBron had just turned 28 when he eclipsed 20K. Let's not even debate. He's in the top three at worst of anybody's metrics, and he's one of the greatest. Well, I mean, and I think he's solidifying that. Just kind of like there was a long-time argument like Brady or Montana, right? And then Brady just kept fucking winning rings to where it wasn't even a debate. Yeah. What you see LeBron doing now at his yeah. age is like, from one, just a fitness standpoint is incredible. And two, the minutes and and stats that he still puts up. So, I don't know. LeBron, in my mind, though, MJ, you know, is the the all-time OG GOAT. LeBron, I think, is the guy. I can't can't put an argument together for you right now to to combat that, so I'm going to have to agree. Keep going. That's it. That's what I got for T-Dish today. Okay. Couple more for me. 1970 T dish Jeremy Roenick's born. I bring that up. He was a flyer for a couple of years. A um, couple of years back, when my kid turned 18, my mom bought into that Cameo app, and where you get celebrities to say hi to you. And Jeremy Roenick did one for Ned for his 18th birthday. Probably spent four minutes maybe maybe four to six minutes on the phone um talking to ned and you know um 
explain you know, my mom explained that he plays hockey and that he's looking to eventually become a fireman slash EMT. So Ronick just bought into it, gave him all the time in the world and just talked and chatted and fucking good dude, Jeremy Ronick. Now I know there's been some controversy. I don't even know the inside and outs of what happened with him and one of the broads in the, in the, in the, you know, the studio there, uh, I won't even get into it, but good man, Jeremy Roenick. Thanks. Shout out. Cause I, he's probably watching. Um, Definitely. thanks. Thanks Jeremy for, uh, for doing that cameo for my boy. And then sad one for me anyway, in 2008 T dish, Bobby Fisher dies. And I know that I bore everybody with chess, but I got to tell you, if you have any, interest in like amazing crazy stories look up a bobby fisher of your own uh, documentary of your own choice whether it's on netflix or youtube or uh, wherever you find your your stuff go and look up bobby fisher i mean just an unbelievable talent at a young age chess prodigy and all that and that obviously is interesting to me but might not be interesting to everybody but then after he wins First of all, the 1972 World Chess Championship was just an absolute shit show with accusations of cheating and and mind melding. And Fisher just sort of started to go nuts at that point. And, but he held it together enough to beat Boris Spassky in 72 amidst, the, by the way, the, the Cold War between Russia and the United States. Just unbelievable story stuff. And then he just disappears for 20 years. Literally nobody knows where he's at doesn't play chess again, then shows up in 92, wins again against Boris Basque. I mean, and then, of course, 9-11. And do, so look up Bobby Fischer. Do yourself a favor. It's part of my nutty Netflix recommendation early here in the episode. 2008, shout out to Bobby Fischer. And guess what, Shoop? How many, how many squares are on a chessboard, do you know? Uh, I'm going to say 110. AK? 100. Okay, so it's eight by eight, you fucking morons. <laughs> so it's it's sixty four squares, and Bobby Fischer was sixty four when he died. So keep that in mind. Wow. Um, let's move to the flop. Wait, Hold can on. I can I just say one quick? Of T-dish? course, you guys can. Uh, the I don't know if you guys follow adolescent um, Canadian figure skating, but oh. uh, nineteen yeah nineteen seventy two, sorry nineteen seventy three. T-Dish, uh, born was Marisa Carmen, who later became Marisa Kennedy. So shout out to my wife. Oh, ha- happy birthday. birthday to the beautiful Marisa. Marisa. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I got. Oh, that, now she makes, she ha- you have to make her watch this because that was awfully nice of you to, sh- we, to shout her we out. We listen, I think I mentioned to you before, we listen in the car and she's like, oh, you're so... You're so nice. You su- you you're, you support them so much. She says you do. I- you're one of our most avid <laughs> listeners. Ak, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Does Marissa do uh, a triple sal cow? Of course. And she's done a triple sal cow. No, I don't it's know. What that is. Oh, I don't know. A double toe loop. A lot. Certainly, she's done a double toe loop and a double axle and a double lutz. But hey, I, I need to know if she's done a triple sal cow. I, I, is that an actual figure skating maneuver or is yeah. it related to some other activity? Tough one. 
you think I've got double innuendo, double entendre going on here? No, of course not. Of course not. Uh, no. I'll, I'll check with her tonight. Mr. Yamaguchi could nail that triple style, Cal. <laughs> yes, he could. I was such hey. a little, I was such a little prick when Chris Yamaguchi was winning gold medals. I thought it was funny to make fun of her name. I'm like, she's an American and her last name's Yamaguchi. Like I was like a budding xenophobe, but I've since, you know, figured out that anybody's name could be anyway. What does xenophobe mean? Is that like you're afraid of the Xena, the warrior princess? Like yes. you can't watch that show? That's exactly what it is. And I was always afraid of Lucy Lawless. So that's what I was as a budding xenophobe. Look it up, Shoop. Let's move on. Wait, I got to talk about Ronick because it's actually kind of funny why he got okay. shit canned. And this is nothing to do with the Nedster. That was awesome. But this guy in 2020 was on a, a podcast called Spit and Chicklets. Yes. He was talking about, he was talking about a, a co-worker, uh, NHL Network or whatever, and apparently she's attractive. And she's friends with Ronick's wife. And, like, they would be on vacations together and whatnot. And Ronick said on air um, – I play it off like we're all going to bed together every night, the three of us. If it really came to fruition, that would be good. But come on, it's never going to happen. So, <laughs> well, I was trying not to bring that up. So thanks, you. I think it was Catherine well, Tappen he was talking about. That was. And yeah. I, let me just say this. It's like, and I have to learn this. Some things are not supposed to be said to everyone. Yeah. Like some things are meant for like well, off air, smaller circles. Let me, let me just, let me hit a little release valve here. Um, what people, what, what a lot of people don't understand is that dudes, especially in front of other people say shit that doesn't mean anything. We're literally trying to get a guy to go, ha ha And yeah, and we we don't mean, you know, offense or say hi to Marissa or we don't mean. Yeah, like people get so hung up. like Oh, my God, what a disgusting pig. And like and, and you know what is worse for me is that women do the same thing. Uh, yeah. They do the same thing that, you know, Matthew McConaughey is on a, is a commercial and they'll go, oh, I, I love to see McConaughey without a shirt on. Like, and it just means nothing, right? Like, it doesn't mean they're going to devote their life to go and find Matthew McConaughey and touch his nipple. Like, it has nothing to do with real life. It's just douchebag speak. And, and I get it. But anyway, I tried not to get into that. So thanks for bringing that back up, Shoop Dog. So you knew the whole time why he got dismissed. Yeah, I said I did. I said I just didn't want to get into oh. it. Well, yeah. forgive me. I missed that part. I thought you said you didn't know why he was no longer there. Uh, maybe it was my podcast speak for I don't want to get into it. Who knows? You know how many, We should do another segment another time where I tell you all the times I got canceled in the last couple of years. Oh. <laughs> You've told me a few off air, so uh, that's your decision when you want to bring them up, buddy. I went viral on TikTok and not for something good. Oh, no way. Oh, That's a good teaser. Let's move on to the NFL. So, obviously, we have to discuss the Eagles. Why don't we start with your Steelers, Shoop? Give us your spiel. You know, obviously, they for me, for my money, they played better than I thought they would. I actually had a heap of money, real-life money, on under 
19 and a half for Pittsburgh team. I thought it was an absolute lock. And I was sweating there the last eight minutes, nine minutes of the game when they had 17. Um, I thought they played better than, I mean, obviously it got ugly late as most some NFL games do, but go ahead. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts on Tomlin. Give us everything you got, Troop. I, I can never say anything bad about Mike Tomlin. Um, his record speaks, speaks for itself. However, I don't think the Steelers have won a playoff game since 2015. And since then, in like six playoff games, they've given up an average of 40 points against their opponents. With that said, I feel with the exception of Josh Allen, excluding Josh Allen, I felt that the Steelers looked just as talented as the Bills on Monday. And if anything, shot themselves in the foot with, um, you know, that Pickens fumble early on. Another time they're down 14 nothing. It's the second quarter with 11 minutes on the clock. It's first and goal on the three. And I'm thinking, all right, Pittsburgh, more than anything – just take your time, like eat up the clock, run the ball. Yeah. If you come away with three here, cool. It's 14, three. And now there's only seven minutes left in the second quarter and you've slowed down Buffalo, but no, they run on first down. They pass on second. It's an interception in the fucking end zone. Next thing you know, it's 21, nothing. And that's just too much to overcome. Yeah. It was just, you know, turnovers, poor tackling, uh, surprisingly they got into the game late it was 24 17 and then they allowed buffalo to march down to win uh 31 17 so i don't know i mean the steelers you know the saying if you've got two quarterbacks you've got no quarterback um it is very weird to me that mason rudolph has been there the entire time while they both signed trubisky and drafted Pickett, and yet you start him I don't, I don't get that piece at all. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence for his future in Pittsburgh, but I don't know. It's almost like I would rather miss the playoffs than to make the playoffs and have a horseshit appearance. It's like, what the fuck was that? Well, so that's, that's what I have to say about the Steelers. Pretty, yeah, that, pretty impressive. That's certainly relevant to AK and I's plight as well. So one final question for you, Shoop Dog. Mike Tomlin, does he stay or does he go? Oh, I think he stays for sure. He's only got one year on his deal. And I can't see him opting out with one year. I could certainly see him saying, this is my last year, or I'm not coming back, or I'm not going to exercise another year, whatever. But he just doesn't strike me as the type of dude that would walk out with one year. And I can't imagine the front office would ever try to nudge him out. I agree. I think they're a class organization, and they'll do the right thing. Uh, Real quick, side note. AK, where's your hockey toque? Oh, uh, I don't have one, but I'll put a Flyers hat on. I guess that's good enough. Yeah. He's got to pick it up and go. I love it. Continue. All right. Yeah, we'll continue. So uh, I guess the next fucking topic, and I'll start here, AK, are our beloved birds. I don't know where to start. I'm... I was bouncing off the wall on Sunday after the Cowboy or Saturday, whenever it was, when the Cowboys lost. And I even thought to myself, boy, you know, even if the Eagles lose, just because the Cowboys are embarrassed, like it's going to dull the pain. 
But shoot, they they were so incredibly inept on offense and so incredibly easy to go down the field on defense. I don't know where to start. There's micro problems. There's macro problems. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I'll kind of skip to the end here quick for my opinion. I would love, in a perfect world, Sirianni stays put. We bring in Frank Reich for the offense, and we bring in Ron Rivera for the defense. That's not going to happen. But, I I mean, I also I, – I was stopping the, the – I was stopping the television – and explaining to Ned and my dad what I was seeing on some of these missed passes. Yes, the play calling was anemic and plain and stale, but also when they get to the line and they were doing cover zero, literally no safeties in the middle of the field, and Jalen's trying to hit the corner routes where you have, you know, in between the defender and the sidelines, you might have three or four yards of leeway on either end. Instead of Goddard out in the middle of the field where there was literally nobody, and you're still getting one. I mean, he's trying to go one-on-one on the sideline instead of going one-on-one down the middle of the field, but you have a leeway on this side, leeway on this side. And if you and if you watch the end of the game, when we played that same exact defense on Tampa – for their last score, and we got right in Baker's face. He threw it up in the middle of the field, and because there was a middle one-on-one route, dude was able to turn around, see where it was, adjusted the ball, and walked into the end zone. It's just – it. now, I even said to my son, I'm an idiot. I don't know football inside and out the way that coaches and quarterbacks and people do. So what? why am I seeing stuff – I literally pause and go, look, Ned. And he's like, well, Dad, what you're, under- you're misunderstanding is there's people right in his face, which is true. There were people in Jalen's face all day immediately. But instead of – if someone's in your face, instead of heaving it up on the sidelines, just heave it up in the middle. And you've got to see that before the ball is snapped. When you come to the line of scrimmage and you look at their defense and you look at the coverage and you got Goddard here in the slot and he's going to be – one-on-one with his guy with literally no no help, no safety help at all, take that shot instead of the sideline shot. But again, Jalen's the problem. Nick's the problem. Brian Johnson's the problem. Desai and and Patricia are the problem. I mean, it maybe Howie's the only one in the organization that's not the problem. I mean, he, he, he we talked about it at the beginning of the season, Shoop. He put together the best roster I've ever seen in my life in terms of an Eagles team. They started out ten and one, but even their ten and one wins weren't. I just don't know what to say. Even though I just said a thousand fucking things, I'm just I, I just don't know what the answer is here. I'm turning it over to you, AK. All right, that was a uh, well said, Pet Shop. Um... Uh, it's a cliche, but I'll, I'll say it. Uh, th- they didn't show up. Like, it, it, like it was to the epitome of that. Like their their body language, like, like and uh, their, their ex- facial expressions. Like, if you just from the beginning, they like they truly looked like they didn't want to be there. And the thing I don't think you mentioned that was so uh, horrifically embarrassing on top of everything else was the tackling. Tackling. Like, yep. I think when uh, I think when you have such consistent poor tackling across the entire team, the entire defense, that's telling. 
Like they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to get physical. Uh, and this is after, I don't know if you heard, Sirianni told the press that he told them, uh, I told them to be physical, be violent. You know, and they're apparently fired up because of the, the what happened with Dallas, right? So uh, Dallas being out of it. And, and that clearly didn't happen. So I agree. I mean, and like the... Like it's failure across the board. Yeah. Um. And 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 hurts. And then we talked about him a little bit the other day. Like he, you know, I'm getting. I I I, I love the guy, but like I'm getting a little annoyed at that. And I, I know we only see little pieces on the sideline, but I, him just sitting there and yeah, moping. I you know? agree with you. He, it, and his face, and he's all oh well. And and then think about. And I hate to compare him to Tom Brady, but like think about that Atlanta Super Bowl. They're down over thirty points. That you you see that sideline, Brady's sign, his body language, the team's body language, confidence, yeah, a, a, a deliberate, positive. That it hurts. Not he's not showing leadership, right? No. And then even is like, and he's also uncertain. I mean, like I remember, I was always impressed with him. I think it was last year he had the he had the injury, right? Um, his knee, and, yeah. and and they'd ask him like, "How do you feel?" He's like, "I'll be fine. I'll be fine." He would yeah. brush it off. They asked him about his finger. In the week, he's like, "Oh well, we'll see." Yeah, like I, I think it, I, they just knew they were going to lose this game. Yeah, but like like so so anyway, I think there's. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I'm not. I'm not like Shoop does like a live podcast from the top of like a Ferris wheel with your kid, and I have to do like a week's worth of uh, film study to get <laughs> get on this thing. Hey man, um, you're 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 just as important. Did you want to take a pause here, AK or Aaron Shoop? Do you have anything yeah, to add uh, to let's, this? Let's before? shoot. Uh, I, I do, yeah. but let's shoot. Let's shoot. Let's okay. shoot go. Yeah, I have things to say about this game, um, and let me just voice the tendency of myself. So whenever I feel pain or discomfort, I try to melt that ice with some humor. So I'll attempt to do that right now. Um, uh -oh. You guys should have known you were fucked when Ric Flair <laughs> was getting the crowd fired up, dude. Thanks I mean, for that, that's Shoop. a bad sign when the nature boy is on the other sideline. All right. Put put your final uh, spin right, on this. Um, Hurts uh, apparently was not good against the Blitz like the last four or five games of the regular season. So that was Todd Bowles' scheme. Just keep, you know, pressure yeah. the shit out of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, I mean, I, I did not see a 32-9 to nine loss. I know. Truly thought they were going to get right and, uh, you know, get excited about being in the playoffs. I looked at the stat line and they were 0 for 9 on third downs. They had the ball, I think, like something like 14 minutes less in Tampa. But what I was in, maybe I don't know, was A.J. Brown in the game or was he no, hurt? He missed it, yeah. So what's going on with A.J.? Yeah, well, he busted up his knee against the Giants in week 18 and um, thought he was going to play, tried to, got got everything right. In fact, they said had the Eagles won, he would have been able to play in a divisional round, but he just wasn't able to be there. So, Shoop, I'm going to ask AK the same thing, but I'm going to ask you the same question I asked about your Steelers. You're Jeffrey Lurie. What do you do in terms of yeah. Sirianni slash coordinators, etc.? All right, so this is an easier. Well, wait, wait, AK, let Shoop go first. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, first of all, how much, how much, how many years does Sirianni have on his contract? Do you know? Signed through next year. All right. Um, 
you got to bring him back with as much roster as possible because you can't ignore the fact that you were ten and one, and like you you just can't you know you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater here, right? You have to focus on what you had and like what happened. How did you go ten and one? And I don't give a shit about an ugly win. A win is a win. Yeah, I ugly, agree. pretty, one point, thirty point. You cannot discount a W. So, like, obviously there's some diagnostic checks to go through and comb through as far as, like, what were we doing when we were 10-1 as opposed to ending the season 1-7 and seven and shit in the bed in Tampa. Like, and if that doesn't get cleaned up, you, you don't expect to come back. We will be shopping for a new head coach. I think it's okay for the front office to put heat on Sirianni to be like, listen, look at our track record. We got rid of Big Red. We got rid of Dougie Pete. Like, we will fucking move on. So if you don't get right, it's a wrap for you. AK? Um, I I was going to say this is an easier question for me to answer than it was before the game. Um, I was kind of dancing around it on Monday. But uh, I, of course, I, I think shoot makes a lot of sense. It's, it's certainly, they can certainly give him, uh, you know, another, ch- you know, have him continue because uh, he certainly has had success. My gut tells me he's gone. And I think, I think because, I think, sure, you could say, you know, Super Bowl, making it to the Super Bowl, exceeding expectations, 10-1, um, and one, amazing. But we – look at what happened. This is, not like a, this is not like a follow-up Super Bowl loss, and they lost in the first round, which was disappointing. Um, they, it, it was an utter collapse uh, after the 10-1. and one. And just and, – and like zero sign of improvement, zero. It's not like they fixed some things, you know, like, like, so it's like, what, and again, this goes back to like, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but, but like, like, what did he do? What did, did he, did Sirianni implement? What did his coaches implement to, to, to make, to try to improve? And why did it not improve? Why did it not work? These are like interview questions you'd ask him, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so because of that, because of this utter failure, and if you, if you look at like, if you I look at the corporate universe, right? Like you have goals and so on all the time. People have successful CEOs have successful years and you know, you can cite all this, but like, you, you know, behind the scenes stuff, you don't always see. And like at the, at the end of the day, he didn't remotely come close to expectations because the expectation of course was to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But like he didn't even win winnable games against pathetic opponents in this, that latter part of the season. So that I think the utter breakdown, the, the 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 what apparently was a lack of leadership, and 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 a systemic failure. I I, I always look at leadership for that. I look at the, the poor tackling as a, a sign of poor yeah. leadership, poor coaching. So I I think he's gone. Okay, I love that you guys are on the opposite end of that spectrum, and I'm in the middle. I don't know. I could make a case for either. So I think both of you guys spoke well enough to to put a tie what on you, that. And really, Eddie. What? What do you want personally? Well, personally, I want him to stay to, and to bring in two insanely experienced former head coaches for coordinators. I think he needs to have he needs to have, you know, just years and years and years of experience underneath of him to say, you know, to be able to have the confidence to say, Nick, that's not going to work or Nick, that's not working or Nick, this is what's going to work. And I think if I mean for me, like I said, my wish list is Reich on the OC and Rivera on the DC. Obviously, Vrabel would be terrific, but he doesn't want to be a he's going to be a head coach. Um, so 
you know, for me, I think even my picks are unrealistic, but I'm at least tempering them off at, at least possible that Rivera goes to DC and right and right. So uh, I, I I agree. I think at a minimum, Eddie, you're sorry, pet shot. Go ahead. You're you uh, what you said is I think at a minimum going to happen. They have yeah. to replace. You can't no more experimenting. With no. people, I think the the offensive coordinator he was the quarterback coach before, right? Yeah, I don't think that and he's Jalen's his buddy, but it's got to go. Yeah, 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 it's got to go because just because <laughs> you're all, a quarterback coach doesn't mean you could be an effective offensive coordinator. And right. So, and I think we're seeing that. So, what did uh, you say, Shoot? I, I want to put you guys on the spot here. Go ahead. For the next three years, would you rather have the same head coach as you have right now in Philadelphia or the field? What's the field mean? You know anybody. The ops. No, who's out there? Yeah. I mean, I, I would certainly. It's not, not going to be a one-year deal. If you get rid of Nick, you're bringing in someone else for a minimum of three. So my question is, would you rather him for three or the field? We're talking Carol, Belichick, Frable, <laughs> possibly Dan Quinn. The guys that you mentioned could also be head coaches. Um, I'll answer your question, and I'll say the field. <clears throat> I agree. Wow. We have yeah. to win now. Like, we, we, the talent is insane, right? Yeah. And so the well, window is now. And if he had, if like, wh why, why, and I, I know you can answer this and we don't know all the details, but what, like, he had, they had half a season with outstanding talent to get somewhat on track, at least somewhat, on, and they yeah. didn't. So yeah. why, why do we think they can do it now? So, yeah. so again, I think at a minimum, they change the coordinators, but, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's on the table completely. I think that leaked out before the, these games that Seriani's job was in in jeopardy. But um, yeah. anyway, I think, I'd say the field as well. I think we may have just mimicked uh, Philadelphia Eagles boardroom meeting. You know, I bet <laughs> somebody boiled it down to that same question. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, Stay tuned. Time will tell. Yeah, I think we've spent a little too much time on one topic, so I'm going to have us move forward here. Um, we'll talk about the rest of the NFL in our worst bet segment. But I wanted to smash out a quick couple of trivia questions just to sort of alleviate the stress and pain that AK and Shoop Dog and Pet Shop are feeling here. Uh, we mentioned in 1942, T-Dish, it was Muhammad Ali's birthday. I got a really easy one and a couple of tougher ones. You guys ready? Yep. Hang on. This episode, 51 Trivia is brought to you by our friends at Hangry Kits. Keep it going, Shoop. There is no occasion they cannot accommodate hangrykits.com. They specialize in care packages of different flavors, varieties, sizes. If you got something, they got something for you. There is no, there is no, there's no order too small. There's no order too big. Hangrykits.com. Look them up. Check them out. I think I'm going to pitch to the company. That their official slogan should be, if you got something, Hangry Kits got something for you. I love that shoot. Pretty good. I, I just, <laughs> you know, off the top of my head, AK, I'm not I'm a professional amateur. That's why you're, that's why you got this job. That's All right. It. What was Muhammad Ali's real birth name? That's too easy. All yeah, right. I know AK? that. AK? Uh, Cassius Clay. Okay, yeah, that was the easy one. So if you're listening, maybe you should have. I should have. Is is it Cassius or Cassius? I think it's Cassius. 
Isn't that like a Greek name or something like that? Yeah, it's spelled Cassius, but he said it in interviews, and so it's Cassius. Um, uh, this is a, another little easy one. If you're listening and you want to play along, just hit pause until these bozos answer. Another easy one. I'm going to ramp it up here. What reporter is famous for his out-of-the-ring battles with Muhammad Ali? I know him. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, AK's. Al. Shoop said it. Howard Cosell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's that's smart. I, I I didn't know. Another thing, if you're interested in all and fun stuff like that, is to go on YouTube <clears throat> and, excuse me, <clears throat> and um, I don't know what's going on with my voice. Just Google Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali interviews, and it's just dozens and dozens and dozens of minutes of fun okay what crime happened to muhammad ali as a youth and he was conscious cray that inspired him to box uh i'm gonna guess his bike got stolen that was a guess yeah is that right it's exactly right no way No, you knew yeah, I didn't know I, that. I didn't know that. I'm just thinking what happens to kids. So Yeah, it's exactly right. His bike got stolen and um a priest, I think it was a priest or some sort of clergyman told him told Maha, told Cassius Clay, "Well, go find him and whoop him, boy." And so he did, but he didn't and he was inspired to learn how to box and that uh, and the rest is history. Um uh, who what boxer was Muhammad Ali's first loss in the ring? Joe Frazier. That's did what you I say. Said. Did you say Frazier too, AK? That's what I would have I didn't say it, but I was going to say it. Yep, smoking Joe Frazier. It was uh, Ali's comeback after his uh, mandatory suspension. Both of those guys were in the prime of their career. It was the fight of the century, and Frazier won uh 15-round decision. So that was Muhammad Ali's first loss. And then last one here. What Ali opponent inspired the Rocky movies? <clears throat> Is it Jerry Cooney? Nope. I'm trying to think of a Caucasian. I can't think of one. Yeah. Uh, text, text something? Nope. Close. Anybody? No. It was Chuck Wepner. Oh, would not have known that. Yeah, there's, a really so... good, there's a really good movie out there, I think, called The Bruiser. No. Is it The Bruiser? Because his, his uh, nickname was The Bayonet bleeder or something like that the bayon bleeder because he was constantly cut and bled all the time and he was not i mean he was a journeyman boxer and ali was supposed to just whoop him now it's called the the what the brawler the brawler yeah so he goes 15 rounds with ali ali does knock him out in the 15th round uh, but he was supposed to be knocked out in the first round so inspired stallone to write rocky and the rest is history. Okay, that's enough of trivia. Let's get to worst bets. Shoop, I've been posting them on uh, on our gram. 
Pet Shop goes five and one on the games. Ooh. And Shoop Dog goes one five. and six, incl- including your parlay. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So for the Terrible. week, Pet Shop plus 325. Good for you. Shoop Dog minus 348. But guess what, Shoop? None of that matters because AK just continues to flex at the top of the pedestal. He's up over 700 pod units since the beginning of football season. The guy just cannot miss. He's given out winners like candy on Sundays. I don't know what that means. He's given out winners like Oprah gives out cars to her loved ones. AK... The segment is yours. Have the listeners tune in. What are your winners for the weekend? Now, this is I'm putting you on the spot because there's no Eagles to pick against. There's no Phillies to pick against. Who you got? Who's your winners this weekend? I look yeah, I went uh thank you for that intro there. Yeah, I went three for three for four this past weekend. So uh Yes, I let me quit I'll quickly show so AK this weekend had Tampa and the points. So he won that. He had Dallas money line, so he lost that. He had the Chiefs money line and the Chiefs under, so he did pretty well. Hmm. Um, so right before we got on, I looked at I looked at the spread. So um, um, I'm going to take San Fran. You want an explanation? No. Okay. I think they're going to be prepared. I think they're going to be ready. They're, 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 they'd scare me with the. I'm going to give an explanation anyway. So you want money uh, line or points? Oh, uh, po- well, oh yeah, good uh, points. So they're minus points. nine and a half. Okay. Yep. I'm going to take. Uh, I think how Lamar's many, going to be a little rusty. How many but, units? Oh, good question. That's important, isn't it? Uh, uh, fifty. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take Houston. I think Lamar's going to be a little rusty. Houston with the points. I'm going to take Tampa with Yo, the points. Yo, how many units? This is your first time? 50. These are all 50. It, it, okay. it is actually my first time. Okay. Uh, 50. These are all 50. I'm going to bet on every game. They're all going to be 50 units. Okay. Uh, Houston with the points. Um, Tampa, 50 on Tampa with the points. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Detroit, but I, I, I kind of, now that Baker Mayfield, I kind of like, so... But I think Tampa has got a little momentum. Uh, and then I hate – I would hate – this is an emotional bet here. I don't want Kansas City to win. But uh, I'm going to take them with the points. 50, okay. 50 units. So this is, this, that, that's the emotional hedge bet. And, I, I, and it's, you know, it's hard to bet against uh, Mahomes. But uh, I, I like – I don't mind them getting two and a half. That's going to be a great game, man. I just mm. – when those guys get – together in the playoffs. Eddie, remember the game you and I watched with Uncle Dave, that double overtime Gabe Davis game? That was nuts, man. Yeah. Like, we couldn't believe our eyes. Yeah, it was was awesome. Uh, Okay, so just for the people, once again, AK just crushing winners all all year. He's got Houston plus a nine and a half, Tampa plus six and a half, KC plus six and a half, and San Fran minus the nine and a half. Get your winners in at your local sports casino and book. Wait, how many points? How many points? Sorry, how many points is Kansas City again? Kansas City's plus two and a half. Oh, sorry, I thought you said second. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all good. Thank all right. you. Shoop, what do you got? 
You need a bounce back. Last week was awful. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do a four-team parlay, 100 <laughs> units. <laughs> I love the shoot parlays. It makes me laugh out loud. He, he, he backed up last week was awful with, I'm going to do a four-leg parlay. I love it. What do you got, shoot? That's how he's going to come back. Yeah. Um, Clearly. I'm just going to do I'm going to do money line on all the favorites. Okay. So Ravens, Niners, Lions, Bills, 100 pots. And then I'm going to exercise my 500 unit max and do four separate bets of games that I like. So um, I like the over in both the Houston-Baltimore game and the Tampa Bay-Detroit game. 100 units per on the over. I what like two games? Pack. Sorry, I was typing. What two games do you like the over? KC? Uh, uh, no, actually, Tampa Bay, Detroit. Okay. And Houston and Baltimore. Okay, sorry, yep. I like the hot arm of Brother Love and Green Bay. Give me the Packers plus nine against the Niners. I, I think that two-week thing is going to slow down the offense. Um, I think the Packers stick around in that game. How many units on that one? Hundred. So that's one, two, so I'm, three. I'm betting a total. Of five. I'm going to bet a total of five hundred. So so far I've got one, two, three, four, and my last one hundred units is going to go on the Chiefs money line. Okay, so your your four leg parlay also hundred units. Correct. All right. So let me just run them down quick again for the peeps. If you're paying attention at home, Shoop likes all four favorites money line parlay together. So Baltimore, Niners, Bills, and Lions, $100 on a four-leg parlay. He also likes 100 units on the Tampa-Detroit game over and the 100 units on the Houston-Baltimore over and then Green Bay plus the points for 100 units and KC money line for 100 units. I got that right? Yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, I am a little bit of a mix of both of you guys. I love the um, the lower seeds. Against the one seeds, I like both Houston and Green Bay. So give me 100 units each on Houston keeping it close and Green Bay keeping it close. Um, and I'm going to also do... Detroit minus the points for 100 units and KC Buffalo just the over. I don't know who's going to win that game. I'm just going on the over on that one. So Houston, Green Bay, Detroit, and KC Buff over. Sound good? Got it. Okay, gents. Um, we're over an hour. I am... Really, I have chronic eagle fatigue. Shout out to Steve Martirano who coined that term probably 2005, 2004. Uh, let me just kind of – oh, right. So I wanted to talk a couple of quick things before we get out of here. But first, Shoop Dog and, – and AK, I'll come back to you. It looks like you got something to say. Shoop Dog, you hung out with Izzy this past weekend. Tell us how that went. Yeah, you know, it's funny. He reached out to me a while back to mention that they were going to be in town um, 
for a hockey tournament. And then I, I just kind of forgot about it or whatever. And he texts me Thursday, like, hey, we're here. And Thursday was like day one of like a nine-day polar vortex or whatever. <laughs> and I was off. And so I was just home chilling with D. And I was like, there's no chance I'm leaving the crib today. Like, yeah. it's literally wind chill, negative 30. I'm not leaving. And uh, anyways... I said, I doubt I get out to the uh, arena, but I'll be working on these days. And so Saturday night, he came through with his coaching buddies at Nice Piano Bar. And you know what was funny is I was on stage with my coworker Ashley singing a duet, and I saw him <laughs> come in, recognize his face. So I call him out on the microphone, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had a good time. Him and his buddies. I know there was Mike. Um, Gosh, I don't remember the other guy's name. I feel bad about that. But they were mingling with some locals and singing songs and having a great time. Awesome. That's so good yeah. to hear. I'm glad he got the shout out too. That I'm sure made him feel all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was funny that I recognized him in real life. Yeah. But I'd only ever seen him like this. Right, right, right. Sweet. So, and then him and I are about the same size of a guy. Um so like when we met and stuff, it was like, oh, wow, cool. You know, you don't really know what anybody really looks like face to face or there. And uh, we took that picture together and stuff. So Yeah. Maybe I'll put it up on the pod. Yeah. So uh, he was a little disappointed that his team didn't get matched up with any local teams. But um, nevertheless, I think they had a good time overall. And got well, you to know, truly- one of the worst things about – most sports when you travel is you go all the way and then you play somebody from your hometown. It's the dumbest thing. It happens all the time because they put these in these regional brackets. So I would, Ned and I would go to Vegas and play Seattle junior, or we would go to Minnesota and play fucking Mount Lake Terror. It's like, what is happening here? Pair us up with people, you know, from all over the country. That's kind of what we want to do. But anyway, I'm not sure if that happened or not. Uh, I'm glad to hear you guys had a great time. Shout out Billy Given. He needs to get back on the podcast. We've been recording on Funky Hours. That's why he hasn't been able to join us. AK, looks like you had something else to say here. Uh, I still have a few things to mention, but go ahead. You Time's yours. Uh, it's something you guys covered before, but I want to bring it up. And it's um, it's, it relates to Shoop disproving a very long-standing uh, philosophy I've had in my life. Um, and it relates to me. My greatest fear in the world, in life, is having to uh, needing to auto draft during a live draft. And I, I, I remember I felt bad for shoot. Yeah, because uh, I, I knew who you were from draft. there. Yeah, and and he's like he very politely says, "Oh, I can't make the night. Uh, oh, I'll auto draft." And he was a good sport about it. I was like, "That sucks." And then like. Two days later, the same thing happened. He says the same thing. I was like, this yeah. suck. He's doomed. He's going to lose all this money. Uh, and he won both, right? You yeah. demolished. He won them and, both. And, like, and so I can no longer. I know no one cares about fantasy. I, I agree with that. But th- that was so stunning that you and it. So congrats to you. And I can no longer. I will no longer have such fear. And uh, even though I, I would think it would be annoying to have a team I didn't pick myself. But. But kudos to you. You disproved my theory. Uh, well done. Hey, hey, AK, I'm going to bet hey. 
600,000 units that you're going to auto draft next fantasy. <laughs> I might, I might, I maybe I will. It'll, uh, Shoot, what do you have to say to that? I mean, it's crazy because, like, I got CD Lamb and Tyreek Hill auto drafted. So it makes me kind of wonder what you guys were doing to allow the computer to draft those guys for me back to back. Oh, uh, here we go. So can I, can I ask you a question? Like, I think. Shoot, like uh, on the in the um the guillotine league, uh, I might have seen it wrong, but did you like have a did you not fill your bench up through the season? Did you have no. open spots? Yeah, I had no idea how to even operate that, and I didn't even have the app until the playoffs. I just was navigating the web page, which is miserable, and never really quite understood the um. Uh, the waiver wire situation or whatever and somehow just kept putting up but I was lucky I had Dallas defense I had Raheem Mostert um, I had Jamar Chase when Burrow was healthy so he put up some big ones I don't know so, what to say well that I mean no offense to your performance but that that kind of makes it sound like it was even greater luck than I even thought I thought you did consistent genius moves no, from no, the waiver wild no. throughout the year. Of course it was luck, this fuck. All right. Well, I, anyway. I, luck, yeah. luck got me to the final four, and then that's when skill kicked in. <laughs> and uh, if you want to look at, um, like, so we had a tie, and it became a big issue. Remember, Eddie? We had to discuss what we are going to do and handle this tie. So going into the next week, I picked up T. Higgins, and T. Higgins went off. And I ended up winning all right, that all league. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're boring, everybody. <laughs> um, let's get to our showdown. And before we get to suckouts, I just got to say, now that the Eagles is over, obviously we're still going to focus on the NFL. But holy shit, the Flyers have come out of nowhere, okay? A few short weeks ago, months probably now, I sat in that seat over there talking to the Wolf, a.k.a. Timmy Maxwell in Philadelphia, we talked about pressing the big red button for the Flyers, literally getting rid of everybody and trying to lose 60-plus games so that we can get a couple of years in a row of top three picks. They are second in the Met. They are right behind the Rangers. They are playing great hockey. John Tutorella has something going on. Danny Briere is obviously hard to tell his long-term effect on this team and and keith jones something's going right in philadelphia on the ice and it's time to get fuck the eagles now it's time to get back on the hard court with the sixers and back on the ice with the flyers so we're going to be focusing on those two fucking teams coming up shoop i know you don't love hockey the way we do but you do you do have it in your heart i know you do so obviously we'll pay attention to football that'll still always come first but we are bringing the flyers back and the sixers back just when we thought we were out, they pull us back in just in time to break our heart again. Right, AK? So right. look for that coming episodes. And then I got a quick suck out before you guys uh, may or may not. And then you can put our final. Go ahead. We're not going to. We're not going to. I mean, you gave that beautiful speech and you're not going to mention that Embiid and the Sixers outdueled the Joker last night. I mean, I, that, absolutely, I was going to – I'm just slowly getting the Sixers back into the pod. But, yeah, I can – I mean, Joel Embiid is a – and I've said this before. He is a first ballot, unanimous Hall of Fame player. We are watching greatness, and we better not fucking waste his whole career. He went up against a Joker last night, and did you see he was dishing dimes in the first half? 
Like, because I was telling Ned, probably you got to give the edge to Joker when it comes to court vision and assists. I mean, he leads the league in assists. He just drops crazy dimes behind his back, no look passes. Well, Joe's like, I can do that too. And he started dishing off and he was finding open man for dunks. Not to mention his mid-range game, his three-point game, his hands, not, sorry, not his hands, his his handles for a seven-footer. Not to mention, I mean, when you if you post him up, he's just unstoppable. The man and his defense, like, okay, I, I how many I, I can stop saying enough because I've said it all. Go ahead, I'll shut up for a second. Well, you know, I what I like about Embiid more than anything is that he's so likable. He's awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah. He loves the team, he loves the city, and he's a good dude. So And he's he's know. gone through the perfect progression of sorry, shoot. He's gone through the perfect progression of a of a he was a kid, right, when he came out, and he was a big-time troll, and he was all about himself getting stats and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when you're that selfish, it doesn't work out. And so he's kind of evolved, and he put the trolling thing away for a little while, and now he's all humble. But guess what? He's playing better than ever, and he's still humble. And even the interview in the post game last night, Joel, you went up against Joker, you put up 40-some and 10-7, and seven, like – you're amazing and he goes well all credits to due to my teammates like i just I, they're putting me in the right position to to succeed and i and i'm doing what i can do like he's just he's gotten everything right because now forget about the mvp and i never cared about the mvp either i'm on record for saying that but joe clearly cared about the mvp last year and he played it and he deserved it and he won it this year he wants to win a chip and i'm not sure it's going to happen this year because I think the Eagles are still the, the Sixers are still the third best team in the Eastern Conference. Anything can happen, but I think it's all about next year because they have so much uh, money that they can spend next year in the off season. So, I obviously I'm all in for this year as well. But they better not be the end of next year without having a chip. They need to pay this man off. Sorry, I'm rambling. Yeah. Also, shout out Maxi, huh? He's balling this year. And, and, and what a likable dude, like constantly smiling, just awesome. brings everybody's attitude up. So, yeah, we're going to be heavy on Flyers and Sixers as well as NFL, as well as whatever shoot brings to the table uh, in the coming weeks. But um, you guys have a suck out? I do. Oh, I, I have a generic one. Go ahead. Um, uh, so, like... Uh, I know it relates to clickbait, but specifically related to trades. Like I know we're, we all used to clickbait. Sometimes, often clickbait is obvious, but I, I just it just annoys me when I see like when the when the headline of the clickbait yeah. is like insinuates that the trade is happening. Like yeah. oh, b- b- blockbuster trade between so and so and so and so. Hurts uh, for Prescott? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. examples? Yeah. Uh, so like, so and then like, and then, but it's like, but then in like fine print, it'll say like, you know, pro- propose yeah. or buy so and so. Should it's the like, Eagles do this? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and it and it's it's yeah, and it's and it's just clearly to get a click, and it's so stupid because any human being on earth could, could yeah. come with some scenario. Yeah, it's uh, they, and they get paid for the words and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and they get paid for clicks. So I. Hey, I mean, it just, I feel sorry for this. This is their jobs to do yeah. this. It's pathetic. So, I mean, it's completely different than like a, 
a Woj post. Some people are cynical about Woj, but that's Woj is deliberate. Let's fit whether it's from an agent or a player or a team. It's deliberate information to be sent out there for with whatever intent. It's not. It's not. Even though it might not be true, there's an intent behind it that's legit from whoever. But bullshit stuff that's bullshit click. uh, clickbait. Anyway, so that's my that's my beef. Good suck. And out, we're going to see a lot of it. We're going to see a lot of it soon with the NBA trade trade deadline coming. It just up. gets worse and worse and worse. You're right. 100. percent Good suck out. What do you got, shoot dog? My suck out goes to the reporter who asked Todd Bowles how him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plan to play in 13 degree cold weather in Detroit this weekend. <laughs> Is that serious? I, I didn't see that. that. Gentlemen are laughing. Can you tell me why you're laughing? Well, because it's an inside stadium. But did he seriously ask that? No, a woman asked Todd Bowles how him and the Bucks are preparing for the oh. cold weather. And Todd Bowles goes, We practice inside and they play in a dome. You know that, right? So I'm sure it's going to be cold the 20 seconds from the Boston. But otherwise, I think we'll be just fine. That's really bad. How does this person have a fucking credential to get an oppressor and ask Todd Bowles that question? And how, like, what is that? Is that just like, oh, well, weather was a topic this week in both Buffalo and Kansas City. So out of all the remaining teams, surely Detroit's going to have that same issue. Like. I can't agree more with you. It's a great suck out. And I appreciate you taking the high road and saying, how does this person have a credential? So it doesn't get, uh, you know, so we don't get accused of being uh, gender prejudiced. Oh, hell no. That kind of amateur bullshit would never come out of the mouth of Linda Cohn. You well, know what I'm saying? It's got nothing to do with gender. Right, right, right. Any idiot could ask that. And the, they should, they should be stripped of their credentials. Great sucker. You got a you got a cap for it, or did I cut you off? No, I'm just it's it's so. I mean, you know, we yeah. live in a world. You guys just mentioned it: clickbait, bullshit, spin. Yeah. Um, you know, CNN versus Fox, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's got their fat checkers. Oh, you know, unbelievable. These guys are- unbelievable but, that somebody asked that question. But no, what we got to hear on live television the people responsible for this bullshit. Yeah. These are the people responsible on Yahoo and all these other major sites that are putting stuff out to the public. And that's the kind of preparation and knowledge. So that's, you know, my suck out is just to shitty media. Good I job. Pass. I have a, I have a way more personal, um, more specific and it's to my family and specific. Well, actually it's all to my whole family. Okay. Hear me out here. Very often we leave through that door as a family. Sometimes it'll be all five of us. Sometimes it'll be me and my girls. Other times it'll just be me and the missus. But for the most part, I'm driving. It's just what I do and I'm fine with it. I'm happy to do it. Great. But because I'm driving, I have the keys to lock the door. Our door, you have to lock from the outside when you close it. It doesn't just auto lock. So here's my suck out, you guys. As we're leaving, obviously the door is ajar, meaning it's open. And I'll walk out, and whether I'm first out the door, or I'm second out the door, or I'm third out the door, obviously this doesn't come into play if I'm fifth out the door, but you'll see why. If I go out the door, and I stand just outside the front door with my key, ready to lock the door. 
And then I'm waiting for the rest of my family to exit the house. All right. Now, all four of them are guilty of this. I've, I've watched each one of the four do this. <laughs> They're the last one out. And what do you think they do? Do you think they walk to the door and as they're exiting, they grab the door from behind and close it? No, they don't. They walk through it like it's a red carpet, wide open fucking throne. What do you call archway? Come on through, family. <laughs> then I got to go from the outside. I got to walk in, grab the door, close it, close Every single one of them. I'm shouting you guys out. I have, you know, I'm very East Coast, and normally I would just call them out right there, and we'd have a whole big thing, and it would be caught on the ring and everything. But when it first happened, like two, three weeks ago, I'm like, I'm going to start watching if the rest of my family does this. And sure enough, all four of them are guilty. So I didn't call you out. I held it in. It's coming out now. It's my suck <laughs> out. Close the goddamn door on the way out if you're the last one. I love you, Zolo. All right. <laughs> we got anything else, boys, or should we should we end this monstrosity? Uh, we're gonna end it, but I'm gonna now start focusing on suckouts on my kid on the next episode. <laughs> good, good. We need more content. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. Shoop, you're always my man. I appreciate you coming on. But AK, special mm -hmm. thanks to you. You are always welcome to come on and bring your humor and your different takes on sports. Um, I know you're a working man too, so it won't be as often as us. Um, so thanks you guys. Thanks for listening and look for us next week. Sometime in the midweek, it'll be episode 52. We'll talk all about the upcoming championship weekend. Thank you for having me for pet shop. Eddie, I'm the shoop dog along with AK and we are the nuts and we are out baby. Turn up the radio, we drop the top. See, you look so good, and you're so fine, young tender. Will you be my? All right, beautiful.